Welcome to the Millionaire Next Door podcast with Robert Curtis, CFP, accredited investment fiduciary from Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. In this podcast, we help successful wealth accumulators like you looking to transition to a work optional lifestyle by helping you build strategies for growing and maintaining your wealth. Robert draws from years of experience and fiduciary responsibility and interviews guest experts to help you build reliable strategies to grow and maintain your wealth. Now, on to the show. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, Good day, whatever time of day you're listening to this, and welcome to the Millionaire Next Door podcast. I'm Robert Curtis. I'm the host. We have Patrice on the line. And I'm joined by a guest, Jordan Cross. He's the president of Cross Plans. Uh, They are what's called a third-party administrator for pension plans. And uh, Jordan and I have have worked together on a joint plan. I was thinking back, Jordan, it's it's north of 10 years. That's right. Somewhere between 10 and 15, which sort of made me like, it seems like it was not that long ago, but time as a way of flying so we've had great interactions super professional i uh, wanted to get into some retirement planning because that's that's certainly part of our process and it offers you know very substantial opportunities for wealth accumulation for tax deductions and income offset jordan you're you're an expert in that space and um why don't you Tell the folks a little bit about yourself and, you know, maybe your why you do this and launch right into it. Perfect, Robert. That sounds great. And thanks so much for for inviting me. Nobody grows up wanting to be an actuarial consultant or or work or run a third party administration firm. In fact, most of your listeners probably have no idea that it even exists. And I have the, the luxury of being a second generation practitioner in this space. But for my entire life, I grew up thinking my dad did what you did. I thought my dad was a financial advisor. He never talked about work, never brought it home. He was just the greatest dad and father in the world. And maybe he realized this was too boring for a lot of people. But we're going to make it interesting for your guests today. So so my backstory is a little bit different in that I graduated college and was looking at law school options. Um, but had the opportunity to go work for a professional baseball agent who I'd done some interning for while I was an undergraduate. And he convinced me at 22, why are you going to go into 100 grand of debt? Because that's all law school was 25 years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, why, why go into 100 grand of debt for the job you want now? Come work for me for $30,000 and it'll be a, a better experience for you. And listen, at that time, it was a pretty compelling argument. And so I spent the first six years out of college working in professional baseball, which is every kind of kid's dream job. I got to do statistical analysis of qualitative and quantitative statistics for uh, our draft eligible players, our free agent contract negotiations, our salary arbitration. And I thought I was going to do that for the rest of my life. I was doing that. I was traveling the country, recruiting ball players to come to our firm. I was servicing our minor league players, kind of living that Jerry Maguire life, yeah. except at the minor league level. So, so think my bosses were doing the fancier stuff. Think more Applebee's and uh, Buffalo Wild Wings was the circuit I was on. 
But as, as I was doing that, I, I kind of was drawn to more teams, the team side of things. And so I thought, hey, I want to transition in, into a front office. But at that time, people didn't really transition from the agent side to the front office side and back and forth. It's become much more common in the 15 years since I left the business. But at the time, you, you kind of needed a buffer. And at that, at that, right about that time, 2007, eight, my dad had left one of the West Coast's largest actuarial consulting firms to start his own firm and was, was really looking for an entry-level employee. And so what we sketched out was, hey, I'm going to come to my dad's upstart TPA firm and help him modernize some stuff, help him with a website, help him with some of the DocuSign and eSign stuff that was mm -hmm. coming out. And I guess, Robert, he was a better sales guy than I'll ever be because I'm still here 15, 16 years later. Um, and so our firm, is, as you indicated, is an actuarial consulting firm. We work with about 800 plan sponsors, helping them with qualified retirement plans that range from owner-only plans to some of our biggest plans have north of 2,000 lives and well over 100 million in assets and under administration. Our firm really makes our specialty with uh, wealth accumulation and tax deduction plans, helping business owners sell, uh, save more and accelerate their savings for retirement and pay less in tax. We have about 21 employees in eight or nine different states. And like you said, we we, we really try to run a consultative practice to, to work with partners like yourself and our, our shared clients. That is that is a great introduction. I, I really had to laugh because there's a lot in common there. I too was accepted into several law schools and was ready to go. And boy, I got talked out of it by some lawyers who weren't too happy with, with where yeah. their lives are going. I always kind of wondered about that one, but I too took a job, a 30 K job. You know, I thought, Oh my goodness, in That's a right. really tough economy, you know, I was just happy to be employed back way back in the day. And you mentioned Jerry McGuire. I met, Lee Steinberg once the yeah. real Jerry Maguire and chatted with him a bunch about his story. And uh, he did graduated law school apparently and was buddies with the number one draft pick in the NFL that year and who insisted that he be his representative. And he's like, I don't know anything about law, but he goes, no, I trust, I trust you. So that's the yeah. story he, he what he shared with me. But at yeah, any rate, those yeah. early guys were all about relationships and, and often a lot yep. of them were marketing guys. The, 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 the gentleman that I worked for was an early pioneer in sports marketing and as mm. a result of that got into the contract negotiation and you know i think that that became the benchmark of this practice that i built mm. is that one of the things that i tried to bring to our practice is that clients care less about what we do and i know you and i are going to talk a little bit about the technical yeah. stuff of what we do but they care how we make them feel. Do you answer their calls? Do you do you solve their problems? Do you simplify things? Yeah. Now, we aren't talking about, you know, prima donna athletes who are looking for you to buy their shower shoes or or, or book their wife's plane ticket. But we're, we're talking about business owners who want to understand yeah. how to pay less in tax, how to offer a great benefit to their employees how to save for retirement. And so that's really been the bedrock principle of our firm is solve problems, keep it simple, and you know make sure that clients enjoy that experience because 
qualified retirement plans aren't the sexiest thing around. They aren't yeah. always the, the the number one thing a business owner is talking about. But what we try to do is is make sure that when they talk about it, they talk about it favorably and not this darn plan is is making my life hard or yep. this plan is too complicated. So that's always been the service model at Cross Plans is solve problems and keep it simple. No, that that's great. There's there's some I try and run it the same way. I find especially with these retirement plans, just like you're saying, keep it's pretty complex stuff when you get into it. And if you start talking about it too long, people kind of tune out and it's hard to other than the really big bullet points. So someone who's really can communicate well and explain it and speak and and that they can fall and you communicate so well. And even in my own practice, I just I've been doing this, you know, north of 25 years now with second and third generation clients. And I mean, there was probably the first two decades there was such an emphasis on technical ability and proficiency and we, we never we, we still do that but you know at the end of the day and especially COVID and all these interrelationships and what people are going through that's all assumed that's all there right we're doing that so it's it really became a lot of the bedside manner just the communication the staying in touch are you speaking in their language meeting them where they're at letting them understand what's going on and and giving them good information to make decisions because like i'm sure in your industry there's just so many jargons so many acronyms so many legal you know it's like what do i need to know but that's great and that's and we're small business owners too so we can relate and the business owner is busy they have all kinds of demands marketing just staying in business their rent, employees, this, yeah. that, their competition. So um, I'm well, just chiming in on how much we have in common, but keep, yeah. keep, keep going. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and I think that fundamentally, this is one of the best times, you know, transitioning away from the fun stuff to the, to the topic at hand. Yep. I, I think this is one of the most interesting times since the advent of ERISA, E-R-I-S-A, which is the section of the tax code that deals with qualified plans. This is one of the most interesting times in in the 40 plus years of ERISA to be having this conversation, right? Because there are so many angles that affect so many of your listeners' lives when we're thinking about qualified retirement plans, right? You know, how many of your listeners who are participants in their company's retirement plan spend more time on Instagram than thinking about what retirement looks like? or you know aren't factoring in what will be there with social security and instead are are still operating off the old mantra hey instead of buying that cup of coffee at Starbucks put that money into your 401k plan and and i think that the federal government and the states specifically with some of the state sponsored plans which you know certainly uh, in theoretical idea is a great vehicle to allow uh, Americans and people in different states to save more are addressing this notion that we need to be talking about retirement plans more. We need participants to be thinking about it. We need business owners to be thinking about it because the the reality is we have a retirement readiness problem in our country. People are not preparing or not saving. And you know, as we saw fewer and fewer large companies offering pension plans or defined benefit plans, 
the 401k plan came along and, you know, the, the 401k plan really allows participants to control their own destiny, encourages them to save, but they need stewards and fiduciaries like you. They need their business owners to commit to offering the right plan that has the right tools. And, and I think that right now, more than any other time, we're seeing those right tools. Record keepers are offering incredible tools and calculators and resources and programming. Financial advisors like yourselves are getting yourself are getting more, far more sophisticated in education and enrollment and touches and looking at you know participant outcomes, not just hey put in twenty five dollars into your plan. And so I think that you know if we if we imagine the landscape. I tend, to, I tend to think about the world as kind of the participants in the plans, the plan sponsors who sponsor them and, and, and kind of support it, your business owners, your companies, and then the service providers who work around the plans, the financial advisors, the ERISA consultants like my firm, the record keepers like the John Hancock's American Funds, Fidelity, who hold the assets. And there's a whole bunch of directions that we could go, but it's just a fascinating time for us to be having this conversation because I think there's opportunity for all of those groups. Yeah, mo most definitely. Just just thinking back that the title of the podcast is The Millionaire Next Door, yeah. the overnight 25-year success story. So, you know, I always heard it, the power of compounded growth, but I've been doing this so long. I have seen these folks you know, with retirement plans, with methodical savings over years and years, have very deep six and seven figure accounts. And it took a lot of time. In fact, I can reflect on clients that were, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars and are now in the seven figure range. You know, I, I highlight in the podcast, even one I talked to several months ago, and I mentioned, you know, the millionaire, she's like, I'm not a millionaire. I'm like, I'm looking at your, you've got seven figures there. And she just shook her head and couldn't, she's like, I guess you're right, but it just doesn't feel that way. But we see that even through markets. And I mean, keeping it simple, putting as much as you can in, you know, and having as big of a runway, we dial it down with the financial planning, but really it helps to have a lot. And inflation is giant. It's not going away. I don't want to date myself, but I went to a UC school and paid 400 bucks a quarter. My son is in one and it's, you know, 32, 33 grand. I mean, <laughs> a Ford F-150, I think is like 80, 85 grand. I mean, that's, that's called inflation folks. Well, that's you, know, right. you need to yeah. grow. And, yeah. and, and this gives you giant tax income offsets. So Back to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's it. And I think that's a great pivot point. You know, this is a get rich slow scheme, the qualified retirement plan space, right? And and in the era of meme stocks and Bitcoin, and you know, maybe we're seeing the end of of flipping real estate, but you know, especially in our market, right, Robert, in Southern California, a lot of business owners have a lot of ideas on how to make a quick buck. This is arithmetic, <sighs> this is math, this is compounding interest, this is an annuitized solution. But I think that when we look at the calendar, right, it, it, we, we're entering Q4. Mm -hmm. This is a phenomenal time for participants in plans to be talking to their financial advisors and their CPAs to make sure that their personal 401k deferrals, whether that's a pre-tax or, or, or a Roth deferral, 
are dialed in at the level they want mm -hmm. at the end of the year, right? This, you know, you can always ratchet your deferrals up. Uh, you can talk to your, your the company that you work at to see, does it offer the ability to put in higher contributions on bonuses? Um, so, so as a participant, it's a great time to be thinking about putting away more money. More intriguing to you and I and to your listeners who own their own business is this is a great time to do some preemptive tax planning, right? The, the value of the corporate retirement plan that, that we work on is the wealth accumulation and tax deduction for the business and the business owner. And, and this time of year, it's not too late to still start a new plan. It's mm -hmm. not too late to amend your existing plan. It's not too late to evaluate whether adding a different or additional plan, such as a cash balance or defined benefit pension plan, you know, there's a lot of tools that are still available. And this is where, you know, we we really hit our stride as a company. We'll do a couple hundred illustrations or proof of concept designs over the next couple months, trying to help business owners put away more. Because as I'm sure your listeners know, the advantage to the participant of a, of a pre-tax 401k deferral is that it reduces their federal income and helps them defer the tax on, on that income and their savings. For a business owner, every dollar that they put into a corporate retirement plan, whether that's a match or a profit sharing, a safe harbor or a DB, is a dollar for dollar deduction on their corporate taxes. So this is a great time for those businesses who've been having a great year to really evaluate their plan to see, hey, could we be doing more? Could we be working with our CPA to, to explore more significant matches or a higher profit sharing allocation or, you know, that cash balance defined benefit plan, which is still thriving. And a huge part of my practice in the small and micro business space is those, you know, really sophisticated, slightly rigid tools. But we're talking mm -hmm. about vehicles that can help business owners put away six figures yeah. of savings. And this time of year, whether you're an employee at a company, um, thinking about what your end of the year W-2 is going to be, whether you're a business owner or C-suite executive who, who's on a you know, 401k committee, this is a really great time to be thinking about and, and exploring plan opportunities and tax planning. Yeah, I you know I usually encourage folks have this discussion with your your, your CPA, your tax preparer. They can run the return you know both ways with this exactly. contribution without it, and you can see the difference. And you're like, I'm spending the same money. It's just a most of it's going to Washington versus right. to my own self. And you know if you have the cash flow, it's just it's giant. So. It is. Um, and when we think about the, the retirement plan, let, let's take and, and I know we're on we're on an audio medium here. So so we're going to have yeah. to we're going to have to visualize a little bit. But if a business owner is paying 40 to 50 percent tax rate and, you know, you're you're keeping 60, 50 to 60 cents on the dollar. What we can do with qualified retirement plans is say, hey, instead of paying that money in tax, what if we put that money into the plan? And, and if you have employees, yes, you are going to have to give employees contributions. There's non-discrimination and compliance mm -hmm. testing that, that's mm -hmm. required. But ultimately, who would you rather pay that money to? Your employees, where there's maybe traceable ROI and goodwill, or the federal, the federal government? Now, listen, I'm not here to make argument about politics or, or either way, but I think most business owners would rather put that money towards their employees 
their personal tax deduction, buy that goodwill, reduce their taxes. And so what we try to strive for with some of our profit sharing or, or cash balance illustrations are tax efficiencies, meaning trying to get the business owner 60, 70, 80% yep. of every dollar they put in the plan going to them. The other dollars going to the employees because, you know, again, it's reducing that tax. It is creating a tax deferred saving and it's building goodwill and equity towards your, your employees, which mm -hmm. in this economy, in this competitive landscape, you know, it's a great retention tool. And, you know, for, for us, we really high five business owners when we hit all three of those markers, wealth accumulation, tax deduction and employee retention, because what better story for a business owner in a, in a competitive landscape to say, not only are we paying you well, not only are we giving you good benefits, but we care about your holistic retirement and we're making these contributions to you. And, and we find that is a powerful story. And for our business owners, we can put a vesting schedule on those profit sharing contributions or the cash balance contributions. And so it creates a little bit of the, the golden handcuff scenario where, you know, we are we are investing or reinvesting in our employees with a vesting schedule through the use of qualified retirement plans. Yeah, that that's great. I mean, I think in just dealing with so many business owners, these deductions are great, but they tend to be so immersed in their business. It's yep. hard for them to look outside and think beyond. They're kind of in crisis mode with incoming all the time. Yeah. It's a chance to do something for themselves. I mean, we we see really savvy folks that you know can take the enterprise value and sell that or down the line, but we see a lot that frankly pass away in the chair, you know, and there's, and so now if you've accumulated for your family, for the legacy, you know, a large savings, that's, that's good. And you're helping your employees. Hopefully as anyone who's run a business, you got to have really good key employees. And, and if they're folks you really trust and are part of your team like ours, why wouldn't you want them to be moving in the direction of, you know, having a safe, secure retirement? That the fact is nobody's going to do that for you. And it's super easy to overlook that and just let time fly by and not take care of yourself, right? Put yeah. what do they say? Put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you eat. So a lot of people just don't. They're so so we can help them or you can help them through that, but other folks get it. But maybe we can, you know, just these laws are changing all the time, too, that Congress and whatnot, they are encouraging larger savings because, like you said, they don't there is a big crisis and they want people to be take care of themselves and, and not have to be relying on the government. But just echoing a lot of the things you see or you're saying and things I've seen over years and years. So, um, well, and Robert, listen, I I'm 42 and I pretend to be hip and with it. And, you know, <laughs> I'm looking for ways to simplify my life and automate. And in my practice, we use a lot of API integrations and we use a lot of RPA or robotics for robotic processing automation. Mm -hmm. But this is something that, that is actually a pet concern of mine, is that hmm. too many business owners, to your point, are, are not thinking about this stuff, are too immersed in incoming email, in working on the business or in the business, not on the business. And, and they're neglecting themselves by selecting robo products or turnkey products, hmm. thinking the idea of, hey, my payroll company can also do my 401k. So that's yeah. the answer. 
hey, my payroll company says, not only do you not need Robert, we'll, do the, we'll, we'll pick your fees and funds and we'll do the administration. And one of the concerns that, 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 I, that I have is that younger business owners or overwhelmed business owners continue to, to fall victim to thinking they can simplify by not hiring specialists and professionals. And, and just this conversation, from a tax planning perspective, you need a consultative proactive CPA. You need a financial advisor who, who is caring about your holistic picture. And you need a retirement plan consultant who's willing to put in the work and, and, and do the effort. My hope coming out of COVID was that we were going to really see a, a flight to quality, that we were going to see more people looking for consultants and yep. practitioners and not automation. But I don't know about you, but but it seems yeah. to me coming out of COVID, people feel like the world's moving even faster. There's not enough oh, hours yeah. for the day. There's not a, there, there's more emails than, than we have the ability to handle. Yeah. And so I am not seeing people actually do that consultative work or call their CPA. Or frankly, I'm not seeing enough CPAs calling their clients. But that's a different podcast that I don't want to alienate any of my yeah. CPA partners for, but but I think that when when we think about your podcast and, and and the idea of you know where you find efficiencies, where yep. you build out your long term goals, it's with practitioners and partners, it's with consultants, it is with having relationships and not looking for turnkey solutions because big box vanilla solutions aren't going to work for Main Street business owners. They aren't going to work when something goes bad. And, and, and you know, again, we invest six figures at my firm in automation mm -hmm. and technology, you know, as a way to make things better. We have long embraced the, the chat GPTs and the bards of the world and, and automation and robotics or bots. Yep. But we also have people who answer the phone. We have people who solve problems. And, and I think that for us as we imagine how do we help people grow their wealth we take that stewardship really seriously at our firm and our hope is that you know together with a financial advisor and a cpa we can bring a consultative approach to help clients put away significant tax deduction savings and not rely on you know turnkey big box store vanilla solutions with their payroll company or the new hot vendor of 401k online in a box, right? It's Fruit Stripes gum. It looks good. The packaging's good. It smells good. But once you chew it, it loses its flavor. And so, you know, together, partners like you, our firm and CPAs mm -hmm. can really help business owners customize and optimize those solutions. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you and I, we're, we're in very especially financial services, a very dying. I mean, we're right on the edge of AI and we see it. Yep. There's lots of things I use to, I mean, I use a software database that analyze, it used to take a team of 10 people the entire week to analyze 200 relationships. Now they do 37 million overnight and I get a report of all the outliers. So we're utilizing that, but we're interacting with clients on what they really know and um, to your point, I don't want to get us in trouble, but the payroll firms are universally 
a disaster. That's a cross sell to a big, you know, that you're a profit center for them. Look, they don't know you. They don't know your socials. They don't know your employees. The interactions I see, we're utilizing the AI to, you know, where it makes sense for efficiencies, but people still want a relationship. I mean, the client we share is a very high-end, busy law firm involved in trials with a lot, lot of things going on. They want an interactive partner, someone who tells them and, and can answer questions, but make it simple. So right. we get it right. A payroll firm just doesn't, they don't know. It's like the big bank, not credit, but they just, that's why there's so many issues. They don't know their clients. They're just, you're just one of gazillions and it's all run through AI. And, you know, they don't want you even going into a bank branch anymore. Do everything at the, there's no human interaction. When they make a loan, they look at numbers, but they don't even know the the person like the old days of, Hey, maybe this doesn't look good, but I, you know, I think of Bonanza or something. I trust yep. Will Cartwright. You know, it's like that guy's a man of that actually mattered back in the day and it still does. But yeah. I, I agree with you. And so we're, we're able to utilize that work, but people want to part, they want a partnership and business owners hopefully get that too. They don't right. want a hollow chat bot, all interactive. They, you know, they, they want someone they're so busy. They need quality advice. And if you've worked with a partner for 20, 25 years and you've been in business or you, you have a CPA or an attorney or someone like you or me that, you know, is giving people good advice and interaction. And, you know, we're still, we're still ahead of that game. We're utilizing that. So um, just, yeah, just no, the, completely uh, agreeing with what you're saying there. Yeah. Yes. Scott Galloway, who, who hosts, co-hosts one of my favorite podcasts, Pivot, mm. um, Prof G, uh, as he is sometimes known, has a great has a great saying, which is that AI is not going to take your job, but the person who understands AI will, and and that's <laughs> kind of the way we look at it, right? Is this is yep. a tool for driving solutions and and solving problems. These are yep. ways to help us be more efficient and solve more problems. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I just believe that relationships matter. And and personalized service is is going to be the 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 thing that carries a lot of these plans for both participants and plan sponsors. And when we think about participants, you know, for you, Robert, being the financial advisor on qualified retirement plans, for a lot of participants who aren't the business owner, aren't the C-suite, you represent their best point their most trusted relationship in terms of getting holistic advice, getting access. So many Americans, their primary savings is through their retirement plan and they don't have individual wealth, wealth, you know, wealth management advisor relationships. You become so central being quote unquote, I'm using air quotes here, the, the, the 401k guy who can also help answer 529 questions or yeah. give some input on insurance products, right? And, you know, that becomes so valuable to participants. And, you know, the idea that so many of these record keepers are going direct without financial advisors or thinking, yeah. you know, a, you know, an automated 338 solution, which is a, a, a kind of a, mm -hmm. a, a, a named fiduciary picking investments, is a suitable replacement to, you know, having a financial advisor. It, it's a great tool in addition to a financial advisor. It's another layer of the onion. But but I think that what we want to keep 
emphasizing is, you know, the personal element of this is going to be the accelerant to being that millionaire next door, right? Is is to trust this element of your business to good partners. And, you know, it's interesting because we have federally, we've got more retirement plan legislation in the last three years than arguably the prior 30. There, there have been two significant land park, landmark pieces of legislation, the SECURE Act and SECURE 2.0, which are huge legislative changes federally. We have states all over the country deploying these state-mandated kind of auto IRA solutions. We have so much kind of emphasis on retirement plans that, that partners like you and I need to be able to educate, need to be able to talk to business owners and CPAs and, and participants about all these new rules because, you know, the the area of the, the tax code that we're talking about, ERISA, pretty slow moving, kind of, you know, very linear. And then in the last three years, just kind of boom, 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 have been, you know, changing significantly. And whether that's changes around required minimum distributions or changes yeah. around when you can add a plan or start a plan or change a plan, changes around inherited IRAs, changes around, um, you know, the, the, the concept of long-term part-time employees or the new large plan audit rules. There's so much going on right now that, you know, a business owner needs a trusted team of experts. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we and you are, are able to provide that for our clients. Yeah, very much. There's so much changing with with Secure 2.0. I did a podcast about six, nine months ago. Maybe we can reference that in the show notes. Uh, another another thing you said a while back that, you know, yeah. so I see a lot of a lot of clients, a lot of folks we work with, they've got their 401k, uh, you know, with their employer. Maybe I don't manage it. Yep. But they'll often ask, or I'll, how should I be allocating this? And this might be a hundred thousand. It, you know, we have some attorneys and other folks. It's a deep seven-figure number. It's and they're so at the end of the day, when I ask them, they have no idea how to allocate it. Right. They're spending zero time. It's it's like saying pick a good restaurant in a country you've never visited. They don't have the slightest clue. I ask them, or if there's an allocation, what's their process? they're just like a deer in the headlights. So I can walk them through this allocation and the why amongst the choices, go through the choices within the plan. Again, I can run everything through and part of the process, that database with 37 million and, you know, relationships, and we can x-ray this thing and make yeah. really sense, just give them a strategy and the relief that people feel like, wow, Okay, that's taken care of. We'll talk again in six months, you know, a year. But I have my ducks flying in the in the right row versus something I did 10 years ago and I'm contributing right. every single paycheck to, but I don't have any plan whatsoever. It's like it's like leaving your car and never getting it checked up or any maintenance. They so that's we don't even really charge for that. That's that's a service because that's helped stewarding and guiding their stuff. And a lot of advisors don't want to go there. They don't want to reach out on a plan. They're not. But we walk them through the process. They can still make those changes. They're 529 plans. You mentioned those for college savings. Yeah. You know, they might have saved up, you know, 100,000, 200, 300. Their allocation, no idea. 
the right. kids turning 16, 18, we're in, what do we do in this? Should we, we've accumulated, should we still be invested this way? We can watch, but this just harkens back to that partner, that relationship. And in your space with these plans, what's really just making it real simple. You can probably vouch for this. A lot of times we're offering, or, you know, the, what you do, the work you do. Yeah. There might be tax savings of a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars, or some really large number. You send them a very modest bill. I send them a very modest bill, a few thousand bucks or something, where they're saving giant amounts. And they kind of, and I'm like, do we have a deal? And they're like, they kind of look. I can almost see their wheels turning. Like, well, why aren't you charging more? Of course, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Where do I sign? Uh, well, that's just what we do as stewards, but it's, it's a need to have that opportunity and to just guide them through these complexities where it's just a big morass of, um, confusion. And then we just make, you make it simple for them. So, yeah. And I, and I think that actually kind of two things pop up for that. One is if you have business owner clients who are listening to this right now, or business owner listeners who are, who are, who are listening, what Robert brings up is a phenomenal point, which is that in this day and age, we have a lot of financial advisors or plans that were set up eight or 10 years ago, and there haven't been you know, enough attention paid to those plans. They're either poorly designed, they're on antiquated record-keeping platforms. The financial advisor is not doing participant education and enrollment meetings. The financial advisor is not doing trustee committee meetings or providing those kind of top-down fiduciary services, it is a great time to take your plan out to RFP, request for a proposal, to evaluate whether or not your plan is working, whether or not the financial advisor who is getting compensated on your plan is earning that money. You know, 15 years ago, the fact that you golfed with this person doesn't mean they're the right steward of your financial wellness and your 401k plan. You know, a, a plan that was set up a decade ago coming off the Great Recession, where you did a basic safe harbor matching 401k plan, may not be the right solution for your business in 2023. So I think, you know, for our for our listeners who own their own business, it's not like car insurance where you just kind of set it and forget it. These plans are dynamic. They should be growing. Your partners should be growing with you. You know, like any relationship, it should be growing and evolving over the years. And then, you know, for your listeners who are financial advisors who or are thinking about being financial advisors, my perspective is there's never been a more challenging but potentially more rewarding time to get in this space. Because you called it out a second ago, Robert, a lot of financial advisors don't want to do this work. They don't want to put in the effort. They don't want to, you know, craft education policy statements. They don't want to run trustee committee meetings. They don't want to go do meetings, whether that's virtual or not. And with that, there's also a lot of your business who are graying out, who are aging out of this space. And so, I believe that for financial advisors who are looking to add a tertiary line to their business or an extra service offering, this is a fantastic time in the in with everything going on at the federal level with the Secure Acts, the state levels with these state mandated plans for financial advisors and holistic wealth managers 
to be adding the 401k tool to their tool belt, the defined benefit tool to their tool belt, because it is an underserved market. A client of yours or a friend of yours who set up a plan four years ago with their payroll provider, they probably desperately need your help. Yeah. So And so I think it's just a great time to be in this space. Never been more challenging, hands down, because of the legislation, because of the challenges, but there's never been more opportunity to provide good and meaningful consultative advice. That that's great. We we see it all the time. And I've actually picked up plans too. Advisor wasn't doing it. They didn't want to do the work. That's I've it. had a few. I he passed away <laughs> a year ago and nobody's called. So they're like, we need someone. That's kind of rare, but it's not that uncommon. So no, I um, mean, listen, yeah. just before we got on this podcast, I was he left the business. Yeah, I, I yeah. get it all the time. I, I was looking at an email in my inbox uh, from one of my consultants on my team who said, hey, the financial advisor just shared with or excuse me, the, the client just shared with me that their financial advisor's email bounced. Yes. We looked it up and the financial advisor changed broker dealers and hadn't even told the client or hadn't begun to repaper it yet. And, and I think that that's another factor that, that breeds mm. opportunity for you, for me, is that there's so much consolidation going on right now. There are yep. so many, both on the broker-dealer side and the wealth management space, in my side, in the ERISA consulting, on the record-keeping side, there's so much M&A, there's so much consolidation that, you know, a lot of our clients can feel like numbers. You know, somebody who used to be at Edward Jones, who's now at LPL, who then moves to RBC, you know, there, there's so much movement for a lot of reasons. There's there, there's a lot of consolidation going on that, again, telling a consistent story, answering emails, being proactive in communication. I think for financial advisors, there's a lot of opportunity in the space to win and retain business. And then on my side of the equation, private equity and venture capitalists is, are rolling up firms like mine left and right. There are yeah. aggregators who are out there trying to make it work by putting together a bunch of bunch of TPA firms. And, and there's some real interesting approaches there. I think that as we get into big data and we look at the, the value of PII, we look at the value every participant represents to conglomerates. There's a lot of reason for the consolidation, but there's a lot of opportunity for firms like mine who are playing the hits, right? Who are saying, hey, we, we're, we can deliver that service. We can you know, play the tune that you wanna hear, but we do so using technology and tools. We don't mail stuff. We don't do wet signatures. We do secure and encrypt yep. files. And I think that that you just want to keep finding those partners again who who are focused on your outcomes, your goals, your needs, and are evolving and growing with the relationship. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind. Yeah, hundred. We see the same thing in our industry and adhering to best practices and DocuSign and right. secure and everything we do is designed around the client. If there's any kind, of, how's that going to enhance their experience? So. That's what we try and emphasize on the podcast. We're running a little long. This is such a fascinating conversation. Maybe we have version 2.0 or, or uh, the next. There it is. But any any other um, big points maybe you want to make that haven't come up or, or things you feel should be stressed that I mean, you're seeing? Yeah. Th this conversation has been great and, and kind of been all over the place. I, I think that 
Yep. You know, in a good way, right? Because I, I think there's so much here that, and there's so much that's interesting and fascinating right now. But but I think one of the other things that that we haven't really touched on is, you know, the basics of, of the service provider roles, your role, the, the TPA's role, the, the record keeper's role, and how that impacts you. And, and I think that the last thing that I really want to kind of talk about are, are the record keeper relationships, the the where the money is held in the retirement plan, mm -hmm. the you know the assets, the investments, the participant technology, because that's a huge part of it. Because for our business owner clients, um, you know they they look at hey I have a financial advisor Robert hey I got to call Jordan who whose firm does the administration, but then they've got T Rowe Price or John Hancock or American Funds who hold the assets. Remember that that's not a relationship that has to stay forever. That's a relationship that can evolve. Um, on my website, we did a two-part series last fall about when to evaluate those changes and, and why you may want to consider a record keeper shift. And one of the really interesting things that is happening, and one of the things that would be fascinating for your listeners, is that historically the record keepers have kind of bifurcated into hey, this record keeper likes doing small plans. Hey, this one only does enormous plans. But increasingly, like smartphones, like big screen TVs, like digital cameras, people are coming down market. And, you know, there are some of the industry's biggest names, Vanguard, T. Rowe Price, and Fidelity are offering small market solutions or TPA kind of mm -hmm. uh, relationship solutions for the first time ever. And, you know, there are a couple really big names and really big providers out there. Again, Vanguard, T. Rowe Price, and Fidelity, who historically never worked with firms like mine. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that your firm has a great institutional and enterprise relationship with Fidelity. We're helping Fidelity roll out a product that is, you know, a, a TPA edge product that, that has to use firms like ours. And there are going to be, I think, 14 to 18 firms in the whole country who are going to be in this beta test as Fidelity really tries to zero in on the one to 10 million retirement plan space. And we're really excited about that. We're excited about, you know, these big players and big names finally kind of wanting to play nice in the sandbox with firms like ours because it just opens up more tools and resources for you. And, you know, that gives you the opportunity to say, hey, do I want an American funds? Do I want a Fidelity? Do mm -hmm. I want John Hancock or Empower? There's just more opportunity than ever before. And, and we're just excited to be a part of programs like what Fidelity is launching, some of our institutional and long-term partners. Um, it's just, again, you know, I, I think that if we go back to, to where we kick this off, it's a great time to be talking about this, whether you're a participant, a business owner, a financial advisor, somebody who's just curious about retirement plans. There's so much opportunity to get involved, to learn more, to improve that offering. But the through line is personal service and the through line yeah. is working with professionals like you, Robert, or, or our firm to help solve problems and, and keep it simple. It, that's it. That is such such a good wrap up. I mean, it's all about relationships and people, but the technology and all the systems get better and better. We can work with the Fidelity, with the Charles Schwab. Right. We're very vetted by those firms. We can really go anywhere that, that makes the most sense. We help people figure that out. And then that may take the form of a conversation. We, you know, for anyone who's interested or wants to explore, 
I mean, Jordan is a really good, you know, external partner, just another high level consultant, totally straight up, good, good advice, uh, fiduciary and a steward. We can have a discussion together and help craft solutions if they make sense or if they don't make sense. We don't send out a big bill to do that. We just want to help people solve solve issues, but we see them all day long, so we're, we're pretty familiar with them. But this discussion has been fantastic. I definitely would like to revisit it uh, down the line because there's a lot we didn't get to cover. Uh, I can connect anyone with Jordan, or we can put his contact info in the show notes if you like. And uh, thanks so much. Um, it's yeah, always- thanks, Robert. Great working with you, and you're very forward thinking at uh, at uh, the the ripe old age of 42. So you've got it. Uh, that's good for you. I love. Hey, it. I got I, I got younger, smarter people pushing me. Where are my people going? <laughs> Let me lead them there. Right. That's the trick. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm in training for the centenarian Olympics. So you there know, you by go. Time I'm a hundred. I'm going to be uh, <laughs> dominating my 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 category. But uh, anyway, yeah. I joke. Yep. Um, I'll close out there just, just so we don't carry on too long. I hope everyone makes it a great day. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Jordan, for being on. And we'll, we'll do this again with a little more detail and some other interesting topics as they evolve. So Cool. Well, thank you yeah. again, Robert. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Millionaire Next Door podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. Signature Estate and Investment Advisors, LLC, SEIA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. However, such registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training, and no inference to the contrary should be made. Securities offered through Signature Estate Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through SEIA LLC, 2121 Avenue of the Stars, Suite 1600, Los Angeles, California, 90067. Telephone number 310-712-2323.